Hi, I'm Emily Kirkwald. And I'm Ben Kirkwald. And we're Married Married with with Kids. Kids. Today's episode is all about how to be not that parent. (laughs) Right. We all know that parent. The parent that is always there. (laughs) The parent that is always... uh, there. I don't know how else to describe the them. The parent that every teacher loves to get yeah. constant emails from or Right. But worse. with a two year old oh, with a two year old and a four year old it's a little bit different and we just wanna kind of talk about how we're setting out our um our parenting philosophy now so that we're setting ourselves up for success when we do get to that point. Right. I think that Yeah. Tonight, we had uh, Henry's preschool conference, just kind of talking about preschool and just as a, on the other side of the table for me, you know, and it's just <laughs> interesting to be on that side and be like, okay, you need to be like invested, like visually need to be like in this and then not ask too many questions, but ask enough questions and be positive because she's positive and just there's a lot of like little things as a teacher that you are want from the other side so that you can both have an enjoyable experience. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today is all about kind of what we set up with our two-year-old and four-year-old to try and not be that parent. And maybe we and are, by, and we just don't know it, but... <laughs> and by that parent, I think we're talking about, like, a more familiar term would be, like, a helicopter parent. Right. A hoverer. Somebody that's always coming to their kids' rescue and, yeah, always trying to defend their kid and just be that person, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think we kind of started adopting this philosophy from right away as babies. I mean, we were parents that, yeah, if the baby's fed and changed and in no real danger and they're crying well sometimes they just gotta cry and figure it out like we're not gonna pick them up every single second of every day right yeah and we never adopted not to say that it's wrong you can certainly have your kids in your bed but we never adopted that um just as a personal boundary for us which is different than some people's philosophies so that's not really a part of it but um i feel like it kind of goes with it a little bit just just setting setting boundaries right and so obviously you just need to set boundaries with your kids no matter what um and just make sure that you are in a place where yeah your kids are separate from you Mm -hmm. so um i think one of the big things that we've tried to do well at least for me going to the parks in the summertime uh, it's been nice to just kind of let the kids go play and just kind of sit on the side and watch them um, not be on my phone I feel like there's a difference between being disengaged from your children and being a helicopter like I feel like there's a happy medium between the two right because we all I also don't want to be that parent because we've all seen that parent too that's sitting there yeah on their phone and then their kid falls off the slide and they're not even looking. Or their kid is the one pushing the other kid down the slide. And, right. Well, or, or even not even that. I mean, even just their kid is trying to look at their mom to say, hey, I climbed up 
to the top of the slide and right. they're completely not aware. And so that's that parent too, I feel like, you know, it's just like, you don't want to be that parent either. And so right. trying to find a happy medium between the two where you're mm-hmm. engaged with your children, but you're also letting them make decisions on their own. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, trying to step away a little bit and just kind of sit on the side and watch them and just make sure that, you know, nobody's in imminent danger. But I think, like, I've watched Henry be, or was it Amelia? One of the two of them, like, a girl just, like, came up to them at the park and just, like, pushed them down. And it was, like, I, I didn't come over, I didn't, like go rampage after the other kid. It was talking to the situation and just kind of like, yep, this is what happened and what do we do? And was that person acting respectfully? No, okay, well, we have a couple of options here. You're three, so you're probably not going to be like going after the kid. But I, I mean, I think it's healthy for them to realize that they need to start standing up for themselves and that you don't just come running to mom and dad or another authority figure to try and solve a problem that you need to be solving those problems on your own right right yeah you need to be able to voice that hey that's not okay for you to push me down and that doesn't mean the other kid is gonna listen but right yeah you gotta start start teaching those things Right, or just like, what happens when somebody steals a toy, you ask for it back? Like, what happens when this happens? What do we do? Those kinds of things. And I think that it's important to let your kids kind of figure that out. You can certainly, like, we role play a little bit, like, what are we going to do if this happens? And they can process what they would do, but they still need to do that on their own. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's part of teaching, right? You can process with your kids about, hey... What are we going to do if this happens? And you talk about that. And that's a good and healthy thing to do. But when it comes time, you don't go, hey, remember, you're supposed to do this. They need to think of it and do that on their own. They need mm-hmm. to um, take that responsibility for themselves. And mm-hmm. it probably starts at four. I mean, from uh, the research that's been done, your child's personality for the rest of their life is set by third grade. Like, that's going to be their personality if they're quiet or timid or outgoing or talkative or this, that, and the other. Like, all of those traits are set by the time they're nine years old. Hmm. Like, that's, Interesting. that's it. So, you have nine years to shape your kid in the way that you want them to be. And then after that, that's it, pretty difficult, if not impossible, to change. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, but I think, too, part of it is not just shaping your kid the way you want them to be but helping their natural character develop and you're recognizing like what how they how they think and how they tick you know what what makes them unique like even having a four-year-old and two-year-old we can tell that there's differences between how Henry would react to a situation versus how Amelia reacts to a situation. And I think part of stepping back is just letting them, letting them in react in a way, you know, as long as it's appropriate that they would react and not necessarily how I would react or how you would react. 
Right. Well, they just need to find their own place in the world, too. I mean, we're all comfortable with different things, and Mm -hmm. they're going to change over time, too. And they might want to deal with the situation one way at the age of four and a different way at the age of five and six and seven and all the way up. So I think that that's okay. Mm -hmm. Another thing um, that goes hand in hand or maybe think of with the park is a key example, but... You know, having little children, they are going to fall down. They are going to get hurt. It's a thing. And that's been a big thing for us. I think we had good examples of our friends, at least this is what I think of, of when our kids fall down, it's, okay, brush it off. Like, you're all right. Like If you don't don't... make it a big deal, they won't make it a big deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, yes, both of our kids have had, you know, more serious injuries, scrapes, where there is blood, and you do need to make some kind of reaction, but you you act, yeah, in a degree that's appropriate to what the situation really is and not overreacting. Yeah, right. And I think that as they get older, it'll be a little bit harder. I think about, like, um, I know a lot of people have been talking about the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl 54. Uh, the halftime show and their their kids were up watching that and they had a lot of things that they had to talk about and I think that it's okay to have those conversations with your kid you know like if you didn't like your kids are going to see things that you didn't want them to see and hopefully you're in the room when they see them because you probably won't be in the 21st century but if you are in the room I think it's important to act appropriately and just kind of describe the situation and what's going on and I think we've talked about this in the past just giving facts and mm. this is what this is and um, like uh, as a Catholic Christian we talk about you know the uh, the morals that we have and that we were brought up with and that we want to carry on in our kids and so as we go forward having those kinds of conversations with them too like how we would view something um, that's going on in society um, just being open and honest with them, I think, is good, too. hmm Right. And then, even with, like, schoolwork, I think that we're doing a good job right now. He has one homework assignment a week. <laughs> so, woohoo! he has to, like, draw a picture and write the word. Yeah, <laughs> each so, week he has an assigned letter, and he has right. to draw something that starts with that letter. Right, and so we're capable of doing that at home. That's fine. But then, you know, just, like, not not helping. Like, I think sometimes it's like, can you draw this for me? It's like, no, you're going to have to draw this. Like, mm-hmm. this is your responsibility, you know. I see homework in sixth grade turned in all the time and mom's handwriting. And it's just not... You're not helping your child. You're helping the temporary situation of your child not having a missing assignment or something but in the long run your child didn't learn something by you doing it for them right there's a poem or story or something that's a little bit metaphorical talking about um a butterfly coming out of its cocoon have you heard that one yeah yeah Yeah. where it's just uh the butterfly is coming out and it looks like it's struggling so much and so the person cuts the cocoon to help it get out of its 
uh, out of there and just so that it can just be free and fly and I'll just help you at this part. And then the butterfly can actually never fly because part of that struggle of getting out of the cocoon is getting all of the the mucus and the um, the liquid and everything out of the wings and everything. And if you don't do all of that struggling stuff, if you don't do all of that, then you're never going to be able to fly in the first place. And so mm-hmm. letting your kids struggle with stuff, letting them deal with their emotions, letting them cry for a little bit and understand the consequences of their actions, not giving in to every little thing, even though it feels like you're literally just being the bad like you're just being the bad parent it's like no you can't do that you can't do that like you can't color like this week uh yesterday i looked i was making dinner and then all of a sudden i looked over and henry had colored all over the floor and the table which he's never done before but for whatever reason he thought it would be an okay thing to do today and it was no you're going to your room you're gonna come you're gonna grab a washcloth you're cleaning all this up like it's just it, I feel like an awful parent because we spent an hour doing that instead of going and having fun playing after dinner. But it's just one of those things that you got to do. You just have to, uh, you just, I don't know, you just got to do it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and just trying to keep that long-term view in mind, which is always difficult. I mean, we just live in a society that is all about instant gratification and it's so easy to be tempted to just do the quick and easy thing it's easy to just say well okay this time I'll draw this picture for you or whatever but and and not and and we screw up too I mean we're not on here to tell you that we're perfect parents we're not no (laughs) no we are not any stretch of the imagination no but we do try. We do, yeah, want to live with intention and with the purpose of raising decent human beings. And so even when it's not the easy thing in the moment, trying to remember, okay, what is really best for the kids? Right. And knowing that if you, I think it always helps for me, like knowing if you give in this time that they're going to ask for that again where you know it's like just this one time can we do this and you're like fine just this one time and you know what tomorrow they're going to ask but we did that yesterday can't we do it today mm-hmm. and then or they'll tell mom oh dad lets us do this oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know gets into that <laughs> cycle and yeah just sticking to your guns it'll pay off in the long run mm-hmm. but i mean i think there also is the temptation especially nowadays to be like we talked about a little bit disengaged with your kids and i i find myself i think more maybe tempted to be disengaged or now like now our kids are at a good point where they can just go off and play together in the house and you know, sometimes they want me to play and I want to get something done. Or I know we've talked about this on another episode too, but, you know, I'm tempted to just be like, oh, no, I'm fine. Or, yeah, at the park, like, yeah, I'm not going to pretend that I've never sat there and looked up something on my phone or whatever. But I try to remember that, hey, you know, my kids are only this age once. 
my kids are looking to me for their, you know, even though we've raised them in a secure house, like, they're still looking for that security from you and that assurance that you are going to be there for them. And, and when you keep those kind of things in mind, like, no, it's not worth it to me to read one more email now, like, but just keeping that that longer longer yeah just sticking in between those two borders and knowing that you're going to clash on each of them and that's okay you're going to be the helicopter for a minute but i think recognition and reversal on either side you know and just uh, i'm the helicopter parent right now i need to reverse course and i'm looking at my phone while my kid just fell off the slide i need to reverse course here like yeah just you know just evaluating yourself i think is important in those situations yeah, and that's where it's also very nice. I mean, we're, yeah, feel very fortunate that we are a good team and having a supportive spouse where you can talk to each other, call each other out if needed in a very kind way, but keeping each other in check and making sure that we're both on the same page goes a long way, too. So. Yeah. I think so. So, yeah, we'll, uh, like all these episodes, we'll probably give an update and <laughs> see how we're doing Rehash with our teenagers. Four or but, five. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't think about that. Um, so, yeah, just don't be that parent on either side. Try and stick in the middle, right? I think so. All right. Well, I'm Emily Kirkwald. I'm Ben Kirkwald. Bye. Bye.